0: Hey, everyone. Kelly Kyle here, host of the North County Beat Podcast. We want to let you know about our upcoming Clean Campaign Forum on Tuesday, October 13th. This is a virtual event with candidates in the Encinitas city races discussing their commitment to reducing election ugliness this season. Get more details at thecoastnews.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ryan Walt. Welcome to the Cheers North County podcast presented by the Coast to News Group. For today's show, I virtually met up with entrepreneur, adventurer, and wine lover Tim Barnes. For the past several years, he has been running Boca Roja Baja Wine Adventures based out of North County. The business was sidelined by COVID-19, but after some time reflecting while out adventuring, he's back with the Wine Nest, a mission-driven new platform for nonprofits and corporate businesses to create virtual wine tastings and comedy show events. Tim and I will talk about the genesis of his new company, how COVID impacted his previous businesses, and why it's okay to have a glass of wine at 3:30 in the afternoon as long as it's for work. While you're checking out their Instagram at the Wine Nest, a reminder that the Coast News has been your leading local voice, bringing North County San Diego the news of the neighborhood for over 34 years. Independent news outlets are more important than ever. Show your support by becoming a monthly donor to the Coast News Podcasts. Just click the support button on our podcast homepage at thecoastnews.com. And now, it's time for the show. Hey, buddy. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Thanks for uh, joining the show. Yes, yeah, super,
1: uh, super glad to reconnect. I appreciate you reaching
0: out. Absolutely, yeah. I can see you look like you are in a living room studio. Very professional.
1: Yes. Yes. I Keeping doing, it lean during these uh, COVID times. <laughs> I am doing
0: this directly from my bed. So yeah, I understand.
1: Nice. Very good. That's the uh, comfort is key when when things get stressful, you know.
0: Yeah, it's uh, my wife and I rotate uh, the bedroom office as we call it now.
1: Bedroom
0: office. Yeah. Uh, So I've known you for a while. In the past, you've done some cool things, Boca Roja, um, wine tourism, Mexico. I actually didn't know this, but I saw you were part of like a direct-to-consumer wine-based subscription company. You come from a finance background. I'm hoping you can kind of give me just kind of like a quick recap of what took you from from there, from finance into wine and tourism into what – the wine nest, which is what you're doing now and why I reached out.
1: Sure. Yeah, happy to. Um, the finance world, yeah, I studied uh, at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. Definitely wanted to get into finance and investing and entrepreneurship kind of from day one, call it, in my career. So started off there with some a major financial institution and then pretty quickly moved on to work with a, a true startup investment firm. And that's where I really got a taste for what it's like to work in a startup environment. And that was just super exciting. I love the flexibility. I love the pace. I love you know, how quickly ideas could be generated, tested, either thrown in the trash or, uh, you know, kind of pushed forward. So um, that really got me excited about my first entrepreneurial venture. And, you know, frankly, the the Baja wine tour business was grown purely out of passion and my own interests, which I think some would argue is the best way to start a business. If you really, really love what you're doing, you never feel like you're working. You never feel like you're selling. It's, um, you know, you're, you're just sharing something that you love. So, um, I started in 2016. It was very hands on. Uh, we really operated more like a travel agency, destination marketing company, tour guide, concierge, all of the above. So, um, really wanted to help support the community in Baja, Valle de Guadalupe that, you know, we really, really were excited about. Met a ton of great people along the way. Like you mentioned about the subscription wine business. Our goal was always to to vertically integrate and connect San Diegans, not only, you know, livening color with this region in Baja through the tour business, but we wanted to bring or at least offer them a a piece of that to come back home, this subscription wine club. So that was launched in late 2018. Very well received by clients, customers, San Diego residents. And as we were thinking about what to do next with the business, kind of how to grow the platform outside of just tourism and wine distribution, unfortunately, COVID hit. And like many businesses have been severely impacted, and most in a pretty negative way. Ours was too with the border closure and obviously health concerns across the board. So as a way to pivot as a way to sort of look at the world through a very different lens now that this pandemic is is real that was sort of the the uh, call it fuel on the fire that was the birth of the our newest venture my newest venture which is the wine nest and that was really to kind of take a step back looking at our own business which was really impacted by the pandemic looking around different industries and really starting from san diego i'm a Local San Diego, and this is home, very passionate about the community, uh, especially the startup community in San Diego, as well as the, the nonprofit space that, that's helping support and build the community. Kind of identifying industries that could use new solutions to help them not only survive this environment, but, but thrive in post-COVID world, <laughs> post-apocalyptic
0: world, whatever that looks like. And that's really what the Wine Nest aims to do. You had mentioned this a little bit earlier about you know doing what you love and, and taking the things you're passionate about. I would I would also venture that it involves denial denying to yourself the kind of sacrifices you're making. And before I ask you the next question, I totally forgot. Do You got a glass of wine or anything over there?
1: I sure do. I don't normally drink wine at three thirty five p.m., <laughs> but uh, I'm in the wine business, and I guess if you give me an excuse, to I'll. I'll pour a glass. So yes, drinking a nice red wine today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I, I appreciate you sacrificing on our behalf. <laughs> um, you
1: really twisted my arm on this, this <laughs> platform.
0: What is so with the Wine Nest? I was trying to figure it out. Just you know, going through the website, and it involves virtual fundraising. There's comedy involved somehow. Virtual events. It, it feels a little more mission driven than maybe some of the projects you've been working on in the past. But it still feels to me very distinctly. Tim Barnes, which is, you know, wine and taking chances and creating communities. What exactly is it for people that are listening? How would it apply to their lives, I guess?
1: Sure. So the wine nest is meant to solve two key problems. And that's sort of in the lens, under the scope of, of what the human behavior looks like, what nonprofit fundraising looks like, what, you know, retaining and attracting key talent for our, our business community in San Diego, how all those things are going to change or really have changed in an instant um, with this pandemic. So the, the platform is designed to deliver turnkey curated virtual events for two key client groups that being nonprofit, mission driven organizations who rely on donors and live events and galas and ongoing support to to continue their their noble missions and then also for innovative companies who are finding that a major driver for attracting key talent to the city and then also retaining key talent within their organization and even, you know, a step further out, retaining client, key client relationships. They need solutions to fill that vacuum. Now, the fundraising events are have been canceled, you know, with a tough economic environment, we're seeing, you know, donors, polling donors that they, they plan to contribute less to the organizations that they support. Just, you know, looking at those two groups of clients that really are key to the lifeblood of San Diego and offering solutions for them to engage their donors, raise the crucial funds they need to support and then continue their mission, and then also helping companies ret- attract and retain talent through specialized, interactive, fun, and really turnkey virtual events. Um, so you mentioned you know, my background's wine. When I first started thinking about this, you know virtual wine tastings sound great we've got a ton of relationships with great wineries all over the, the country all over the world um they just didn't have the the sizzle necessarily for me and if people are trying it doing it i guess everything over a screen can be a little clunky and awkward but where we've really found success and, and where people really kind of get that surprise and delight moment is we've built out a network of these fantastic up-and-coming comedians who is another group, you know, another industry that's been crushed by COVID and ask them to participate in these tastings and add this lighthearted comedy to an educational and interactive wine tasting. So you get this this fun, fluid experience that uh, you know, goes well beyond sitting behind the screen and drinking the same wine as, as somebody uh, you know, who's presenting it.
0: And I would imagine uh, on a recent show we spoke with uh, the team at the Escondido Creek Conservancy, and they specifically mm-hmm. said that their fundraising had been down about thirty percent since the beginning of COVID, if not more. Right. Been down during the swing, and they're just starting to phase back into asking their donors and asking people to help them with their mission. Have you? Mm-hmm. How do you guys tackle that? I mean, you're. I don't want to say you're. You're is it kind of like a middle between a potential nonprofit and their potential donor but you're very involved creating content and and providing content and uh, it looks like you also offer extra services for branding and marketing for these events right how do you address that awkwardness of asking people for money during this time or do you leave that up to your clients
1: right i think um it's always a, a challenge and i think people's passions especially when it comes to causes that are near and dear to their heart it's never it's while it's hard to maybe ask for the the financial sponsorship it's it's never a hard question to receive and where we found kind of the alignment is when the, the nonprofit organization is not just going to necessarily put their hand out and say how much money can you give me but they're able to really deliver something valuable their donors Mm -hmm. so in the past you know they'd host maybe a a golf tournament a a 5k a beach cleanup whatever it may be those are excellent it does get people together there's the the live connection community building that all makes a ton of sense obviously with covid that, that hasn't been possible and i think that um the conversation we've been having finding out that those events are incredibly time intensive you know it's not like the nonprofit is for everyone's round at golf. They got to go solicit sponsorships from the, the golf club, the, you know, the beverage providers, food providers, transportation. I mean, it's a huge undertaking to pull off one meaningful fundraising event. And typically nonprofits are short on manpower, short on funding. So I mean, it's just this massive, massive undertaking for them to, to go through to raise money, Um, what we're doing is we are leveraging technology, our expertise as marketers and and virtual event coordinators to basically put in their lap a prepackaged, although customizable, a prepackaged virtual event that is engaging, that is value add, that can be white labeled, private labeled for the organization, and all they have to do is share with their donors now it's our job to make sure that it is a valuable and
0: engaging experience, which I think, you know, we're working towards and, and doing a great job. Hey, everyone, stick around. We'll be right back with the second half of our conversation with Tim. But first, some words about Anchor podcast hosting. And now, back to the show. I, I found that during the the pandemic, we've been very aware of how we're spending our money. Uh, in a sense, I mean, we're spending more on some things like internet or, you know, food at home and and uh, certainly beer, but we're, you know, we're not buying gas because we're not traveling as much and we're not going out. And there's that extra, there's, there's a little bit of of difference in how we're budgeting and we've kind of made it personally, we've made a commitment that we're, you know, each week we kind of put a little bit aside to contribute towards something we believe in, whether that's a nonprofit or whether that's supporting a creator of some kind or or whatever it is. And if, if there's anything that this pandemic has done for people, it's kind of given them an awareness of the things they prioritize in their life right Um, how how about for you i mean i I know you as a person who is very social and very communicative very out there traveling and surfing and doing things how has the Mm -hmm. pandemic impacted you on a personal level
1: it's it's had its ups and downs Uh, initially when the world sort of officially closed uh mid-march early march um i hit the road I, i took my dog and we went backpacking we were camping in the most remote places i mean social distancing by not six feet but 60 miles plus to just kind of collect my thoughts kind of saw the writing on the wall that the business might be permanently impaired so just did some soul searching and relaxation and as i've come back you know it's, it's been a great time you know maybe pre-covid a lot of people in my network got life going on whether it's families, kids, new businesses, old businesses, whatever it may be. I really took that opportunity to reach out and spend some really quality time over the phone or social distance with, you know, people in my network that really ended up inspiring this this new business venture, kind of thinking through what's next and, and how am I going to adapt and, you know, maybe the... The sad death of a business leads to a, a new, exciting opportunity. So, uh, I spend a lot of time reaching out to people I consider good friends, mentors,
0: advisors, and uh, you know, getting some quality airtime with them. Where does the name come from, the Wine Nest? The Wine Nest. This, well, <laughs>
1: there's two answers to that. Well, they're connected, but one's a lot funnier than the other. Um,
0: so, <laughs> well, this is uh, I, this is content. Let's I, I go for the funny one. I
1: mentioned. <laughs> I mentioned that I like backpacking and camping, and I've, I've got this – it's not a great camera, but it's nicer than my camera phone. And when I was going to clear up some, some uh, memory storage space on one of the memory cards, I started to scroll back through the pictures I'd taken over these several trips, and I realized that 90-plus percent of them were of birds. <laughs> and I kind of took this pause and said – Holy crap! I'm a I'm a birder. Like I'm an official bird watcher, which I would have never in a million years described myself as. I'm a birder. So we we had a a pretty good laugh about that. So the nest is a little bit of a play on just that funny feature of apparently my my hobbies and interests. But then we wanted it to speak to the idea that you know the nest is your home. The nest is a safe place um, in this pandemic world you know we want people we want to create connection we want to create community we want to create safety but deliver it in a way that i guess is safe and is convenient and uh it still feels really engaged and connected so sure. that's the two-part answer
0: i think if you spend enough time out hiking or camping you become interested in birds because you have this time to see them and i mm-hmm. almost i started laughing when you said that because I have like eight bird books within a few feet of me, probably. And like, I'm not looking at them every day, but I do have two different sets of binoculars. And I don't know when that happened. It just sort of happened. Right. And I wasn't like planning on it. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. Oh, I wonder what that is. And then sure, when you're no, in the woods not. and you see a pop of color, it's prizing and, and jarring and, and kind of this moment of recognition that there's this really unique stuff out there.
1: And taking the time, whether it's a footprint on a trail or a flash of color in a tree, I mean, those little things I think are really easy for people to get away from and not notice, not necessarily express gratitude towards and just be grateful for the little things. And I think that's hopefully a a big takeaway
0: and an experience a lot of people have had during these challenging times. Yeah, taking that moment to, to figure out what gets them excited, I guess. Um, right. Anything else we should know about this new new adventure that you're going on
1: with the wine Nest, We are we talked about the basics. Now it, it's really sort of our job to help nonprofits and and small businesses continue to evolve the way they're thinking about engaging their their key constituent. You know, just uh, speaking to a colleague, uh, like a mentor last week and. and uh, The idea we came to is that this is just not the time to double down on, in quotes, the things that have worked in the past. There will be, there have been severe damages to the economy. There have been permanent changes to the way people travel and consume and, you know, kind of across the board. There have been shifts, and our goal now is to start in San Diego, look at what's near and dear to us on the the community building side with mission-driven, purely mission-driven organizations, and then... You know, the the exciting startup companies, the tech companies, biotech, all the amazing industries, healthcare that, that San Diego calls home, um, or they call San Diego home, engaging them and, and helping them do what they do best through, you know, attracting and att- retaining their, their key clients and employees.
0: Well, I, I would say congratulations to you. I mean, taking on a challenge during a pandemic is daunting, to say the least. And, and I think it's great that you're doing something that uh when I saw a, a post about it uh, right before I reached out to you, uh, I thought, oh, that that feels like him. Like it encompasses <laughs> all the things I know about Tim being mission driven and into adventure and into wine and, and looking to grow communities. So congratulations. And I'd say cheers to you, bud.
1: Cheers. Cheers. I've got one last uh plug for you. If I may, we are um, in an effort to build brand and and connect with, you know, the the types of organizations that we really think will uh, benefit from what we're offering. We're going to be rolling out a series of complimentary virtual tastings plus comedy shows for local business owners.
0: So anybody who's
1: looking for an opportunity to whether it's client appreciation, employee appreciation, fundraiser, donor engagement, Anybody who wants to, uh, you know, try it before they buy, if you will, we're going to be um, posting on social media through email marketing, potentially through, uh, you know, Coast News that any local business owners that think that they would benefit or would be interested to at least see it firsthand. We're going to be offering a, a complimentary tasting comedy event for them.
0: Wow, very cool. That's all for my chat with Tim Barnes. A big thank you to him. Check out nest.wine online. That is www.nest.wine to find out more about the new platform, how it works, or to reach out about setting up a fun event. They're actually going to be doing some free virtual wine tastings and comedy shows for local nonprofits and businesses so you can try it out. Reach out for details if you're interested in joining one. COVID has forced everyone to pivot quickly, and embracing some new virtual strategies to engage with donors, clients, or even your own employees seems like a pretty good idea to me. That's all for this episode of the Cheers Podcast. This show and all of the Coast News Podcasts can be found anywhere you listen to great shows, including on the new show directory right on thecoastnews.com. Or listen, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening to great podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, or TuneIn Radio. Upcoming guests include Brittany Merrill Yang, co-founder of Screwball Whiskey, and councilperson and candidate for California State Senate, Priya Bhatt Patel. This episode of the Cheers North County podcast was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Jordan Ingram is my editor-in-chief. The Coast News associate publisher is Chris Kidd, and our publisher is Jim Kidd. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be well, stay healthy and sane, and keep living the dream. Cheers, everyone.